please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. Smart in the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the kind of movie critics here for the year in review 2017. I don't know what accent that was, but <laughs> we're just trying. We're just trying things here live on the air. So uh, um, I, I kind of want to finish this discussion of B-list celebrities because we just had like a long discussion about what a B-list celebrity is. Um, But you know what? That... You know, nah, I'm, that's going to be a long conversation. We'll save that for another time. Um, but I would like to know people's definition of a, of a peeless celebrity, just out of curiosity. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that meant, but I'll take it. I, I think a peeless celebrity is a celebrity that is not really a household name, but is working. Like they're and they they're they participate in decent films, but they don't carry the film. That makes sense. That's what we said. So an example we gave was Anthony Mackie. Like, I'm not showing up because he's in the fucking movie, but he's in a lot of shit I like. He's in Captain America. So the criteria is, you're not showing up for you, but you're in a lot of shit. You work consistently, but you can't carry. And you're working the movie good on. stuff. Yeah, I mean, but Mike, you can't Mark carry Paul the movie. Gossler still works, but uh, <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. Not showing up for him. Yeah, All right. But he's a legend now. Anthony Mackie or no, Mark, no. Paul Mark Paul Gossler? Gossler. He's a legend. Seriously? He's transcendent. No, that's Zach fucking Morris Zach is, Morris. I mean, he's he, a legend. He's, he's legend in that regard, but he's iconic. I don't iconic. know about him being a legend. Okay, I'll, I, I could take that. I could take that. He's got a recognizable face. I mean, he's iconic to us. I don't think to like fourteen-year-olds. They like, definitely don't a, give a shit, but they know yeah. Anthony Mackie. Fourteen-year-olds don't know Anthony Mackie. They know yes, Anthony they Mackie do. from Cap Two. But what yeah. I think too, though, oh, is that a B-list celebrity, your average moviegoer may not know who Anthony Mackie is. They might be like, that's the guy from Captain America, where Will Smith is, it's Will Smith. He's Will, Mother- like, so, it's Will motherfucking Smith. Well, like, okay, so does demographic play a part in this then? I don't necessarily it's, think so. Well, okay, can we say why this conversation started? Because we were talking about... No. <laughs> why? Because I don't want to. Why? Because we're going to be down a whole rabbit hole before we get to the music conversation. Oh, well, right. Then we're... Talking shit about someone you might want to be on the episode. Well, no, I don't think it's, like, I think it's legitimately labeling. Like, I think A list celebrities, I think, have they have agency. They can do what they want, any role they want to do, they can do it. I think B list celebrities are sometimes typecast. Like, I think Liam Neeson, even though he makes like what three movies a year, he's like always getting leading roles. He's a B list celebrity to me because he can't like do whatever he wants for that's weird. That's kind of a good point because you're right, like Will Smith. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, uh, what? Anybody else? I don't know. They they do what they want. Right. They're able to go it's into their, it's their situation to control. Yeah. Okay. Versus, so you would consider what's who's the guy that does Fast and Furious all the time? Vin Diesel. Vin, you would consider him an A list celebrity? Not Vin Diesel, but The Rock definitely. Yeah, Rock, yeah. The Rock but, does what he wants. Vin Diesel does Fast and Furious twelve. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he wants to do. It's and probably it moves at yeah, his pulse. Vin Diesel has right. played three characters think, yeah. that have made a difference. So, so he's a B-list celebrity. Vin Diesel. I'd say so. I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. Even though he's see, probably making A-list weird. money, he's like a B-list celebrity. This is a weird line. So, all right. So, I'm just, we're just going to ask this, and then we're going to be done with it. So, what's a C-list celebrity then? Mark Paul Gosselin. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Sharknado Seven. No, but I need like a definition. Ian Ziering. <laughs> I thought you, Ian. I think it's like it's Ian. you, oh, okay. you, you kind of like a, a homeless person. It's like you take what you could get. 
type of thing. Seal a celebrity takes what they can get. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I think you you Or you're, you're on the come up still. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I guess that's still kinda taking what you can get. Right. Oh, wait a minute. But if you're if you're a C list, you're if you're on the come up, then you're not really a celebrity. You're just a, a working actor. Like to me, C list says that you're you are a, you you have a body of work, but it's just not a very good body of work. Right. Well, you're you like Ian Ziering's a good example. Like Ian. you're a, Ian. You're a C list. <laughs> oh, well, no. Here's the thing. She's saying it with a lot of confidence, but she said Lido with a lot of confidence. <laughs> so yeah. you just gotta just say what the so, fuck. So when I was in the fifth grade, I was obsessed with nine hundred two one zero, and I bought a book. And he specifically said that his name is pronounced Ian, and he will correct you if you say Ian. Okay. Okay. But he Ian has a body of work. <laughs> He's a working actor. Mm-hmm. You know him for something, mm-hmm. but all he does right now is dog shit. Sharknado, yeah. 90210. I don't know what yeah. else he's been in at all. Interesting. Low-key, Bruce Willis is slowly becoming a seatless. No, no, no. But he's, you're right. He's, he's, he's legendary. He's a legend. He's a legend. I will show up for Bruce Willis. If it, if it even remotely looks interesting, I'm You're right, because even though he is doing a lot of like BS right now, right. if he were to show up in- He's a legend. You'll, so, you'll still want to maybe go see it. So um, background to the listeners, to what I said a legend was- because they were naming some people like Sylvester Stallone or uh, who's the other guy you guys named? So Sylvester Stallone or somebody well, that was Jared kinda, Leto, we could say, is and, a B-list celebrity. was in that yeah. same bracket. But they mm-hmm. were saying like, they like said like Danny DeVito's a B-list celebrity now. My thing was once you become an A-list celebrity, you either stay an A-list celebrity or you transcend to legendary status. So just to give you the background behind legendary. Has an A-list celebrity fallen off to just complete obscurity? Steven Seagal. There he was go. never yeah. an A-list celebrity. Though. Are you kidding me? Mark for death and he was never an A-list celebrity. Hard to kill her like my know, that's shit. Debatable. He's like Vin he Diesel like to a, me. He had a run though. He had like an eight movie run. Yeah, but he was and never then it was under trash. siege. But he was never an A-list celebrity though. I was showing up for Steven Seagal. Like you were yeah. showing up for Steven. I was Seagal? like nine. But... Okay, well, he's a legend. What <laughs> <laughs> about like Jean Claude Van Damme? A legend for sure. No. Van Damme's a legend. No. Yeah. Van Damme has a, a show yeah. on a show. Amazon. Yeah, that's I heard a movie about Claude good. Van Damme. I actually heard that, that show is pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, Van Damme's a legend. I mean, yeah. Steven Seagal, doesn't he have like a I'm a real cop in real life show now too? Yeah, I guess he's a legend now. It's always the two of them. It's always the two. Uh, it's crazy, man. All right, so what's everybody been watching? Um, I saw The Shape of Water. That what was a that? pretty eye. Was that good? It's a Guillermo del Toro's new movie. It's okay. kind of about this mute woman who falls in love with this like swamp creature thing. So um, it's swamp thing. I guess it's it's more like referencing swamp thing, but it's not swamp thing. It's okay. just a creature because he always does like creature feature type of things. And it was actually pretty dope movie. I think. Is it like, better than Pan's Labyrinth? I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. You've never seen Pan's. You've Labyrinth? Never, never seen Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is like yeah. really that good. That is exquisite. Oh yeah. It's yeah, Spanish, it's like, that's but... me. It's his best film. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I have to see that. You should really watch it's that. It's the same dude who's the creature in Pan's Labyrinth. The, thin the man? same. Yeah, yeah. It's the same oh. dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm sur- I'm really surprised you haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. That yeah. guy's really freaking tall. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in the theater. That's crazy. And I I just started Black Mirror, so I, I like it so far. I mean, I I'm kind of iffy on the second episode, but I, I'd be wondering what you guys would be thinking because you'd probably have a whole different. Um, perspective on it. I am three quarters of a way into the first episode and let me give a big shout out to Michaela Cole because I'm going to ruin something for you because you people should go see Star Wars already but she is doing this thing and it's a thing that um, Tyler Perry does that I hate 
is that, you know, he just makes the call and goes, I want to be in your shit, and then you fucking see him, right? So she's doing the same thing. But unlike how I see him and I want to throw my shoe, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Michaela Cole. So yeah. shout out to her for popping up in, in fucking Star Wars. Mm. And then she doesn't even have a name. I was just like, oh, shit. What and was she in Star Wars? She was like a, she, she was, was the same type of thing. Same right? type of yeah. thing, right? She just kind of was at the control desk and turned around yeah. and said a lot. And I was like, oh shit, it's Michaela Cole. And then um, same thing, like how Tyler Perry fucking popped up in Star Trek. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, he's here. I threw my shoe. However, I got really excited to see her. So And she shows up in Black Mirror, but she has more than one line. Yeah. Mm. I like the first episode. Um, it connects to a few other episodes from the previous seasons in the theme but which I thought was a little on the lazy side, but I will wait and see how the rest of the season goes. I'm I just tired of lazy filmmaking. So I don't want this to get lazy because it's a thing I was really looking forward to. Yeah, and and having an episode that references so much, it was kind of like really like it's supposed it's an anthology series. It's supposed to be different, right? So that's the concept of how you're delivering it. So I I was a little disappointed, but I'm I still like the episode as a whole. You watched it too, Jesse? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't want them to spoil it. No, I'm not no, gonna spoil not. it for I you. I mean, I guess that's the difference between like spending like three years to make a season or spending like one year to make a season, which is what they did before, yeah. right? But so I feel yeah. like somebody in the writers' room would be like, "Hey, guys, I kind of like that <laughs> other one. <laughs> like, like, don't do that." Yeah. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, well, I am excited to get into Black Mirror because no. it, it, it just came. Can we just, just have discuss how that. Black Mirror drops today and Corey jumps in our chat? He's like, "It's Black Mirror Day!" <laughs> he was really, I really excited. Like Black Mirror. I really I, like it too. Yeah, yeah. And anthology series are easy to watch. They are. I can watch one episode and I can stop. <laughs> like and then that is true. Watch I never the, want to though because it's I know, so good. but it's it's easy. It's like an hour and I can move on. And it's great. They've got money now too, so I'm always like, "Ooh, what actors are going to show up?" Mm-hmm. Well, see, that can hurt you though. Like sometimes when series gets money or movies, you know, a sequel gets money, like it could fuck it up. So yeah, I think Jodie Foster directed an episode. Ooh. Yeah, the second one. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dope. I wish they would do be the first show to be an anthology movie series because the first episode is an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, the last and the last episode from last season it was, was an hour like and a half. Dumb long. Like it's like be the first. It's a movie. Short film. I mean, they're all short films in general. If you is an hour and fifteen minutes a short film? I think that's. I a mean, film. a short film that's can feature. be fifteen minutes if you that's want it to be. Like, well, she's saying that's like a feature length. Well, if it was an hour and a half, most features in a movie. I, th- I think hour fifteen hour. is the the, the base mark. Yeah. 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 Seventy five minutes. I think that's the base mark for a feature. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if if they were the first show to do that. We're gonna be an anthology short film series. Mm. So No, well Tales. Tales. Uh Irv Gotti's Tales, the yeah. show. They're pretty much short films. Short. Oh okay. Well, it's well, that one. Yeah, it's that one. Good. You're not in the black Yo. culture. So Oh wow! Wow, I'm not in the black. Well, you're doing a bunch. You're doing a bunch of. <laughs> 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 like okay. Well, I think everybody else at the table's heard of it. So. Sorry, sorry, I missed that. I missed it. I apologize. <laughs> sorry. Whooping swoosh. It was a lot of sound effects going over you my head. You turned into Batman and <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Swamp. All right. Well. Because I see this, what we've been watching is probably going to get long, so we're just going to skip past that. Apparently, we're trying to watch Black Mirror. That's what's going on here. All right, so uh, 2017 as a whole, man, when it comes to films, television, all that stuff, how'd you guys feel about it? It was pretty bad. I like there wasn't that many films that I really wanted to go out and see. Mm, okay. So 
even in the summertime, I felt that. Yeah. Like usually summer blockbusters, I'm like, I want to see him in the theater. I didn't want to. I, I wasn't motivated to go out. So does that have to do with the movie, or does that have to do with Netflix and these I, other no, streaming I, I, services? I think it does have to do with the streaming services. It seems like they're starting to get a lot more of the. Um, a lot of people are just going watching stuff on those platforms now. Yeah. Because I'm not looking for stuff in the theaters now. I'm like, when's the new Netflix series drop? Right. You know? I still enjoy seeing certain kinds of movies in the theater. I agree. Mm-hmm. I saw Star Wars in like one of those new Dolby one, surround sound theaters that uh-huh. like the seats fucking rumble. Right. Like, and you know, it, yeah, and you can hear everything around you. Like, it was. Where it was, did you go? Because I, I went go to Hampton. I went at... to Hampton Town Center, 24. You went to AMC 24? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. my first job. Yeah, and like, it was good. Like, the screen is big. It's got the nice sound system. Like, but that works for that kind of movie. It wouldn't work for, you know, Pretty Woman 3. Well, so. out of curiosity, because I, I, I've especially heard you say this a few times, what constitutes as a good movie year? Because to me, this wasn't a bad year when it came to movies. I was having a hard time figuring out what my favorite movie was. So generally, I would say um, if if at any point I'm like, I'm going to go to the movies or I have things that I know that are coming out that I just have to run to see, generally I experienced that the last few years. Last year was like, and this year was even worse. Like I just wasn't, there was nothing that was in theaters that I had to run to see besides Star Wars. Hmm. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, with me, I compare it to the year before. Um, and... To me, I think I liked a lot more films the year before than I liked this year. Like, if I had to make a top ten of films, I feel like the quality would drop would like drop off after like six to me. Would drop off after six what? Oh, after six, number six. So, like, if I had to do top my top ten films, I feel like between six and seven, there would be like much less quality. Okay. There's just not a lot of good movies coming out, it seems. Yeah. It just seems like it's kind of a And even things bland. that pique my interest. Like, I'm not even like, oh, that looks cool. I'm go like, last year I got a gym and a rifle. I didn't even know what I was sitting down to look at, and it was just mm-hmm. amazing. Right. But then he comes back with Blade Runner. You know what I'm saying? Blade Runner was the only f- movie that, was, that I was like, I'm going to go see that. That's like, how I felt right. about Blade Runner, and I felt about Star Wars, and they're both reboots. So. Right. You didn't feel that way about Dunkirk, though, Corey? Like I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. You see what I'm saying? I kind of like, did a little a, bit. Did Dunkirk come out last year? No, no this came out this okay. year. Yeah, I'll give you that, but that was because of Christopher Nolan. Right. I really like Christopher Nolan, so um, that was the yeah. Baby Driver, you wanted to go see that? I wanted to, because but cars I wasn't flip like, over. Was, well, it wasn't because <laughs> I was like, I want to go see it. It was right. like, ah, eh, that looks cool. Hmm. Like. Blade Runner, Dunkirk, and Star Wars. Like, I need to go see this. Oh, and Get I, Out came out this year, yeah, so we, re- like, we obviously rushed to see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just, you know, I, I do think streaming services plays a big part in it. I think us having certain things at our fingertips kind of ruins the nostalgia of, ha- of it gives us an option to not have to go. So it's like if it's not, if it doesn't, you know, grab us by the esophagus and it's like, oh shit, I gotta see that, then we're like, ah, I'll just wait. That's what I think it's doing because I don't think the quality of movies that are coming out are any less than what they have been. It's just now we have options to watch them at home. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like that—that that would be my argument for it because I—I I didn't think last year was a super bad movie year. I definitely don't think this year was a super bad movie year. But last year I had things like consistently that I needed to go see. I needed to go see Birth of a Nation last year. I went to see Arrival. I was really excited about that. I really needed to go see Rogue One last year. I really needed to go see Fences. Like there was a lot of shit that came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's just get into the list then. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> because I now like I want to 
If you guys had a hard time picking out your favorite movies, uh, I think that's kind of the telltale sign, in my opinion. So, um, so, <laughs> so, what, what are how are we going to do this? We doing top three favorites, Martin? This was Martin's just, idea. You want to just start at three? Well, you don't have three though, right? I might. Okay, you want to just go around the table, start at three? It's hard for me to pick three because there's so many. But you have so many. Well, that yeah, you love. well you go first. What was your fave? Um, that's well, that's hard to say. I, I think by default, my favorite was Get Out. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's going to be on. Everybody but Corey's list, but I feel like oh, damn. <laughs> that was a little bit racist. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was it? Because Corey likes Corey, Get Out. Corey, is it on your list? It was number one, dickhead. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I really like Get Out. I feel like it was number one on pretty much everybody's list. Okay. It was number one on my okay. too. Yeah, so can we even really count it then? I mean, I, I took it out of my list. It's not in my list, oh, but it's my it's number one for me, but I just took it out because I figured everybody would have it. So what do we okay. think is going to happen with it during award season? Like, do you think it's really going to get snubbed? Do you think like it'll get nominated for any Oscars? Like, well, I'm just confused as to what what it's doing in the comedy category. Well, it's it's in the comedy category for the Golden Globes because it really doesn't fit anywhere else. So in terms of genre, it is an odd movie. It's not really from a, a genre drama. perspective. It's an it's a. Odd I think film. we described it as genre bending in our write ups. Yeah. So. yeah, it is, but I mean, but comedy wasn't really part of that to me. It, it was, was comedic. Like, it was satire, moments. I'd say. Yeah. Like, it was comedic moments? Name three. I definitely yeah, fucking laughed several Bro times. Is, his entire character is comedic. Oh, shit. Fuck. You're right. Lil Rel. And I mean, I laughed because I was uncomfortable a few times, but. Right. There were a lot of moments like that where it's like, I don't know if I should be scared or if I'm going to laugh right now. Like, it's just weird. Right. But that's, okay. you know, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking that too. Like, mm-hmm. is this a, should I, and, and with the Peel name behind it, mm-hmm. it's like, am I supposed to look at this as a serious horror film or am I supposed to look at it as a comedy? Mm-hmm. Because with his name attached, I admit when I watched it, I was like, I'm not, I wasn't going in thinking it was going to be a horror film. Mm-hmm. I was like, Peels behind it, like it's gonna be funny in some way, and then like halfway through, I was like, "No, this isn't funny." It's a thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller, but it has comedic moments. So I I mean, it's a thriller, but they don't have space for that in awards. So I think that's really what happened and how it ended up in comedy. But that's really not a thing for like the Oscars and just movies. So, Hmm. I mean, Gone Girl is a thriller, right? Like, but it's a drama drama. too. Yeah, you could say it's a drama. People consider it a drama. See, I would consider get out of drama. I, I would before comedy. Drama, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, that's not, I don't get paid to do that apparently. So, yeah, I don't know. So to answer your question, how is it going to perform in award season? I don't know. It might not even show up at the Academy. Awards. I, I'd be very interested to see. Yeah, it might not even because I mean, up in terms Academy. of writing, like it's extremely brilliant. I I think if anything, it'll show up for writing, like screenplay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and probably uh, best supporting actress. <laughs> I would imagine it'd probably pull up best support. I'd probably fall in the best supporting actress for category. Who? Catherine Keener. Yeah, and for Allison Williams. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Allison, I mean, but that's, if that's, Allison that's Williams like wins the, anything ever, I'd be surprised. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's what, like that SNL sketch where it's like all, all these black movies are like nominated, but all the white people win the awards for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I can see that happening. I mean, yeah. even I think Daniel Kaluuya, you know, to be able to cry on command the way he did, I think that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going to happen. I thought he did a great job. I'm only excited to see what he's going to do next. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't hold my breath, though. I, I I really don't expect it to come in hard at, at in Oscar season. I really don't. I don't either, but. But that would be cool. But yeah, but that was probably number one on my list. But since that was pretty much number one on everybody else's list, I'll go to another one for me. Um, see, I had to make a list, man. So I really have to look at this, man. Okay. No. Wind River. 
Wind River was at the top of my list. Yep, Wind River is uh, it was ri- it was written and directed by uh, what's the guy's name? Is Sicar- Taylor Sheridan? Ta- Taylor Sheridan that wrote uh, that wrote Sicario, and it's basically like a a crime drama set in like what Alaska? Um, it's on an Indian reservation. I don't know exactly where it is. Yeah, an Indian reservation somewhere hella cold, and he's trying <laughs> and they're trying to solve a murder. It's uh, uh Jeremy Renner and. The the youngest Olsen girl, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Yeah, Olsen. Yeah, yeah. And who it, I like so much more than I like her sisters. Yeah, she she did her thing in this film. She usually does. Yeah, this was really good, man. Yeah, so those are some B list celebrities. Yeah. I feel like them. Elizabeth is an A list. I think mean, she's she's definitely on her way to being an A list celebrity. I, I can see her on see, her way. I have a case more for Jeremy Renner than her. She wants to do. I don't think she's like forced into anything she doesn't want to do. But they're not big films though either. Uh, Avengers, Avengers I, except is for that, huge. but like yeah, Avengers is. But it, she's still a B list for the same reason Anthony Mackie is a B list. He's in Avengers. True, we're not, but we're not showing up for her. Hold on, Elizabeth Olsen's in Avengers. Yeah, yes. she's yeah. Scarlet Witch. Well, not Avengers, Listen. Avengers Two, and um, she's in Civil Captain War. America. Yeah. Listen, if I told you guys how far back I am on comic book <laughs> films, y'all would just <laughs> probably kick me off the podcast for real. I'm like. I saw the first Avengers, and I'm just going to stop there. You have seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Or oh, I saw, I saw Guardi- the first Guardians of the Galaxy and the first Avengers. So you're not prepared and for Luke Infinity Cage. War? No. I don't even know what the fuck that means. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, I really don't. That's, that's the one. That's so you, the culmination. you don't do comic book movies. You don't do Star Wars. You don't do Lord of the Rings. Uh-uh. I mean, it's not Game that I don't do comic book movies. It's just that... No, it sounds like you I, don't do comic well, movies. Well, I... It's, I it's such a deep world, man. And I didn't really get into it. All you gotta it. do is start at one and just keep going. I did Avengers, and it just didn't really. It didn't make me. Of course, because you went halfway into the. Sh- well, I did, <laughs> like, I did all the Iron Mans, and then I did the Avengers. You just got to the exposition that, like, you're not even in the meat of the story yet. I don't even. I, I didn't know they were all connected with one big story. I just thought there was. Just That's like, what's called a Marvel Cinematic Universe. universe. <laughs> yeah, but I thought all it was the movies like, are connected. I thought it was just characters. I didn't know it was like all storylines that connect. I mean, you can skip a few and and you can definitely skip to a dark world and be fine. And you'd be fine, but for the most part, all the movies are part of one giant story. Oh my god, I can't do that. I just got stressed out. (laughs) Like Iron Man, (laughs) Iron Man three, Dark World. I want listen. I'm jumping in on Black Panther, and then I'm jumping right the fuck back out, like double. You may not know what the fuck's going on in Black Panther. Oh no, I guarantee I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out in Black Panther, but everything else is is too fucking much. I want to watch Civil War or Winter Soldier. That's the I want to watch Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is amazing. That's the one that's consistently everybody's like, that's the shit. But yeah. But anyway, Wind if, River. If you like Winter Soldier, you're gonna like Central, uh, Civil War. Okay, cool. Wind River is Treasy's number one favorite film this year. I thought it was cold as fuck. I love cold. Like when I say cold, like I just like the the cold disposition of like strictly business. You know, if if you know if we're gonna do battle, we're gonna do battle. Like mm-hmm. shit that is very the same reason why I like Sicario. It's just a very cold portrayal of like crime. And of you know the people trying to catch the criminals, um, and then I like whodunits, man. It was like a whodunit, cold crime, greatly played drama all rolled in one. And I, I'm really looking forward to Taylor Sheridan, man. I really like what he's doing. Shout well, I, I kind of like how it subverts whodunits too, because it kind of it, it doesn't leave you to figure it out. It's like it gets to a certain point. It kind of just tells you like, oh, this is exactly what happened, right? But but then it cuts. Right back into the scene, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like it's about to go down. Like you realize all this stuff about these characters. Right, it's a really dope scene. It's a very dope scene. Yeah, Wind River is the shit. If you guys need it, 
I mean, if you guys want to <laughs> see it, <laughs> let me know. So anyway, that's number one on Treasy's list. Cool. Uh, I already had my number one, which is Get Out. It actually was my number one film okay. for the year. Right. Um, I thought it was very well written, very well executed for a variety of reasons. Go listen to the episode. You'll hear more about that. Right. Um, I feel like I missed out on a lot of the good movies. Like I hear about Wind River. I hear about the Billboards movie. I hear about the movie, the Coming of Age movie that just came out. Lady um, Bird. Lady Bird. Like, so I haven't seen them, so I can't say that. But uh, I followed up. I thought Blade Runner was my second favorite mm. movie of the year. Okay. Um, why? I like Denny. I think Denny's obviously. Denny's he's he's the shit. I really I really like his movies. Um, I acquired Enemy the other day. Oh. And I'm gonna watch. Okay. Yeah, I can, yeah. Tell me what you think about it once you yeah, watch. Yeah, definitely. I, really uh, like I watched Enemy. Sicario because I saw the trailer for Sicario too, and my heart broke into a couple pieces. Yo, we're going to have to get into that, man. Yeah. yeah, all right, keep going. Shout out to Jesse <laughs> for still not seeing Sicario and how yeah. awesome Sicario is. And Lizzie for, for watching it and not liking it. So I, I just, I like Denny. I like Deacons. Uh, I like uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling. He's 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 really become an A-list actor and does a lot of great things. I think he's been there. Yeah, I would say he's been there too. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's really doing some impactful things, right. I think. You know, he... He had some big films, but now he's he's really carving a lane for himself. And uh, I just like the movie. You know, you do a sequel 35 years later, and it, it was pretty damn good. Right. Yeah. You know? I it, really enjoyed it, too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It looked good. It was a beautiful film. And it gave you the nostalgia and a new story. Yeah. You didn't need to You didn't need to know everything to have the universe fleshed out, so it was good. I think that's the best way you can handle... A reboot. A, a reboot, sequel, and that's so much time has passed. Right. You know, like, because, I mean, 35 years is a really long time. I'm not even 35 years old. Right. So, you know. That's, that's a good point. And Very you can watch it. I mean, do I think you need to see the first one? Yeah, but if you didn't, like, it's not the end of the world. See, to me, that's, that's, the, that's a good sequel. Mm-hmm. When, if you saw it, it's a great experience. If you saw the original, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. But if you just jumped into this one... It's good enough to make you want to go back and watch it, but you don't, you didn't really miss anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I like the concept now, and I think that this has become popular in the last maybe five to ten years. Is that instead of making a sequel, you just make another movie in the world? You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. continue showing this world a little bit versus having this direct sequel. Like I mean, like what they're doing with Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, how many fucking adventures can you go on? Like, how many times can uh, Bruce Willis, you know, or John McClane <laughs> save the day? Like, so event, you, you, yeah, or Chuck, like you branch out and you show something, but it's all connected. And I, I think they just did a really good job with it. They handled it very well. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That was actually on my list too, but I was, you know, I, I figured since we did an episode on it, it was no point in going to it. But, um, uh, I guess for me, <laughs> you're going to be mad, but I really enjoyed Detroit the most. I think that one gave me the most like mm-hmm. emotional response to a movie that I saw all year. It's on my list. It's on your list? Yeah. Okay, cool. I have, I have a pretty long list, but it was up there. Um, and I think like having so much discussion around it and how like on point it was in terms of um, relating to current events and that it's still relevant and it shows that, you know, how far we haven't come. Um, and I think it puts into perspective for people what we experience now is not something new um, and that it's still a problem. I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really good. I thought the way they set the story up was really good. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Detroit was a, it was, 
It's a very intense film. Extremely you know, intense. I, I, I think I felt the tension between you know that you know that and that seems to be like yeah you know, like you watch Higher Learning a lot of you know tension in certain scenes but it was like tension throughout mm-hmm. like you were just constantly like no nah, what the fuck uh, and uh, I I like that um in terms of like vantage point and right and wrong like it spawned like a conversation right to say that like absolutely who was right and who was wrong in that situation mm-hmm. um in terms of their motivations right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I have a, an appreciation for that. Mm-hmm. Nice, good pick. Yeah, my number one was uh, Blade Runner. I I'll just second everything pretty much Corey said. Um, I just love that they could do an art film as like a blockbuster, mm-hmm. and not like sacrifice any integrity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much what Corey said, I'm not gonna go to, go into too much. Right, I'll piggyback too. I think. We all kind of recognize Deacon's style of shooting. Mm-hmm. To get that into a blockbuster, to me, is seems like a anybody else I think would have a hard time doing that. Right. Like you want to shoot them all in the dark, <laughs> like or silhouetted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, I just to well, have to have that much personal touch on a on a franchise, even though it's not a it's not really a franchise. But well, my question: Do we, are we considering Blade Runner a blockbuster film? I would say I it's like it, a huge action. They expected it to be, yeah. 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 I mean, they made it to make like that much money. So, I mean, they spent what two hundred fifty million on it. Well, it's see, here, here's movie. where I get confused. Where I get confused is that I thought, I thought that the one a general rule for blockbuster was like the season in which it came out. You mean like summer? Yeah, like summer or Christmas? like like spring summer. No, I generally I, like usually it seems like the middle of the year. Like the end of the first quarter to the middle of the year is when you know the, the most of the films that need to make the money come out. It was like the blockbusters towards the end of the years where you, get you start getting yeah. they start getting the more art you know art based. See, well, I, I would say a couple years ago, I think Marvel destroyed that a long time ago. Yeah. You got Marvel movies come out in February. You got Star Wars coming out in December, and then you got everything in between. So Disney like, is fucking it up. Yeah, for everybody. like Disney. Like <laughs> now, yeah, I don't think true. there's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, Transformers will definitely come out every July fourth. Probably mm-hmm. for the rest of eternity, but seeing Star Wars in December, like I think those days are over now. Right. Like movies come out now whenever the hell they want them to come out. See, I, I don't. My thing is, I don't think the intent for Blade Runner was to be a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, Blade, I think they just wanted to do cult classic bigger. You know I what think, I'm saying? But 250 million. Yeah, is. I think the shareholders would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's Blockbuster and then there's 250 million. Well, like, that's Pirates I, of the Caribbean. No, because, money. well, just think, like, about, think about the marketing. The marketing yeah. was not Blockbuster marketing. So when you say the shareholders would disagree, I don't think so. I think, th- I think this is the intent. I think it was like, this is the integrity that we, I think that's the decision that you make when you hire Denny. And I think we have enough films to prove that, is that this is not Blockbuster. This is we're we're doing film, and what happens we're comfortable with, you know whatever happens. I think they were trying to check all the boxes, like make something that the critics will love and that audiences will love, mm-hmm. and that people who love the old movie will love at the same time. And I guess the audiences that audience box didn't really check that much, so so it didn't really perform as well as it should have. Well, I see, but I just think that goes back to the marketing though, because I like everybody who saw it loved it. Well, I mean, to me, it's like I remember the marketing for Drive. Like people were really angry at Drive because they were like, "Well, yep. I thought I was gonna get like this car racing thriller movie type of thing, and it was something completely different." So I can see them 
like if they did that type of marketing for Blade Runner, I could see people being like, "Well, this is dishonest," and have a little bit of hate towards the film because of that. Interesting. The movie met my expectations, one hundred percent. It exceeded mine. Yeah, I mean, it it was it was artsy, it was action packed, mm-hmm. it was it had the nostalgia. Like it it was the movie I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Okay. Long as fuck. It was long. I loved it. All right. Well, Get Out was my first, but okay. uh, second is uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Really? Oh, oh yeah. It was better than than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, I just think, that, like, from a technological standpoint, like, what they're doing with the whole motion capture uh, thing, I feel like Insane. it's on a whole nother level now. Like, there were points, points where I was just like, damn, it's like looking at their eyes and shit, and I'm just like, damn, yo, like, how do you capture yeah. that? You know, in animation and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, and I've always been a big fan of like the whole series and stuff. And I think what they did with these new Planet of the Apes films is like how you should handle, you know, like rebooting, you know, old material and stuff like that. You know, refreshing it, but doing something different with it, um, and and not trying to, you know, kind of like how Star Wars did with the uh, uh, the not not the one that just came out, Rogue but the one, one before that one. No, not Rogue One, but um, prequels. Yeah, no, no, no. A New Hope. Wait, not we New just Hope. named all the movies. <laughs> no, no. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah that, that one. How that one paralleled the New Hope a lot. Like mm-hmm. how they stayed the same with that. I feel like uh, Planet of the Apes didn't try to do that. Mm. You know, so. Well, Planet of the Apes. What I actually I liked the the one you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the last one. You didn't like the one before that. The yeah, last second one was one. my favorite one. I liked the first one, mm-hmm. and then I liked the third one. Mm-hmm. But they they do a good job of like slowly connecting the dots mm-hmm. to of course the original which i think is interesting because it's a slow pace mm-hmm. and to do that is to means you're very calculated mm-hmm. and i would think that they would have done more in the first one to like you know i think a typical like entertainment executive would have tried to get what they've done in three movies in one mm-hmm. and i'm glad that they've taken their time yeah so mm. Nice. But I'm with you with the the special effects. Uh, you really kind of get lost in it. Yeah. Like you're like 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 the monkeys are performing better than the actual human actors. Yeah. Okay. Like, wow. Damn. See, yeah. I didn't see it. I need to see that. Oh yeah. Man, so I, I didn't see it one. either. But the one before that, even though you're saying you didn't like it as much, like I did enjoy that yeah, one, and I, I felt it. the exact same way about that movie that mm-hmm. I could have done without any of the humans. I cared so much more about the apes in the story. Mm-hmm. And and that was what I didn't like about it in the beginning. I was like, oh damn, it seems like they're gonna focus more on the apes versus the human characters, like mm-hmm. they did in the old one. But again, as I watched all the movies, I'm like, damn, I like the apes mm-hmm. a lot more in these ones. So. Nice. Yeah, I think we're just in a different time now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, because back then, I mean, when they were having to rely on the makeup, I know in like the older movies, like every new movie that came out, they had less less of a budget and stuff. So like right. you start seeing the background apes and they start looking all like cheesy and shit. <laughs> uh, they look yeah. cheesy from the first one. The eyes don't blink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there were there were some examples. Mouths don't move. Mouths are like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's so that's our first round. That that was our that was our big what we felt like our favorite movies were, mm-hmm. right? So those are some pretty good, pretty diverse. I mean, it's that is shocking that everybody had Get Out on their list, so that's pretty impressive. Um, all right, so we, we said we're going to do two runner-ups. Martin? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I have to, but uh, let's go I got a runner-up. Yeah. I had eight runner-up. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I had a, a list of about ten movies, okay? Go for it, Treasy. Well, Rock out, cock out. All right, well, don't, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a heavy episode. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, so a, a few that I think people disagree with. A few that you guys already mentioned that were on my list. Detroit was on my list. Blade Runner was on my list. Of course, Get Out was on my list. 
It Comes at Night was on my list. I thought that movie sucked. See, I didn't. I thought that movie was Yeah, I didn't. I like, I've come to realize this about myself. I like vague film. I like mm-hmm. vague that where the they just don't tell you everything and it just leads you into this it just nudges you into this big ass fucking swimming pool and you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what it comes at night was for me. It was it you know, it was marketed to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But and it was that way, but it was it was just a lot of vagueness to it. Mm-hmm. It was a completely vague film. Um, but it was a great experience. I liked it because I, I got so invested in the emotions of everybody and trying to figure out, you know, who's right, who's wrong, who's what's happening, you know, trying to put a typical protagonist antagonist structure to things. And you realize that oh, I'm, I'm kind of playing myself here. There's it's, it's just it's just what happens when some the raw emotions of what happens when something happens. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and that's all you're dealing with. So I had it comes at night on my list. I had Girls Trip on my list because I really enjoyed Girls Actually, Trip. Actually, Girls Trip is my runner-up. Yeah, Girls Trip was on my list. I really enjoyed that. Um, Black Girl Magic is amazing. And I appreciate, like, when we talk about, like, B-list celebrities, I really like Lorenz Tate. I really oh, like yeah, Regina yeah. Hall. I'm pretty much interested in anything that the two of them are in. Right. So, <laughs> consequently, I went back and watched When the Bow Breaks, which didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. No, I thought it was going to be The Hand That Rocks the Cradle with black people, and it wasn't. It, well... It wasn't. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So I was like, huh. I mean, it's not super different, but it wasn't. So yeah, it had a ninety structure to it. Though, it did, and scene. then I, I love what um, I love what Girls Trip did for Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. She's having yeah. a moment right now, and I'm so here for it. Yeah. And I, like, I can't even find, I can't find anything about her to dislike. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought SNL was pretty bad, though. I, I didn't watch see it. The SNL. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. I mean, that's not like her style, though. And I think it was. I don't know if she was got the right sketches or bring in people the right sketches. Sometimes, I guess, if you're big enough, like Dave Chappelle, of course, he brought in people to write sketches for him. Mm-hmm. But with Tiffany, I think she kind of just did what they told her to do, and it wasn't really funny to me. I don't really mm. find SNL funny in general, so there's that. I mean, mm. what, I, what I love <laughs> about SNL now is like it's not as funny as it could be, but it's like... Black people and women get to be like just as unfunny as like white dudes. Like you get to be mo- just as mediocre. Yeah, just as like we get that. We get that now because the funniest, the funniest people on SNL are like black people and women, and maybe like Mikey Day is like the only white dude I think is funny up there. Mm. So I mean, SNL is like way more diverse than it used to be. So I do like that, and so, and once in a while, like two or three sketches will be good. So. SNL hasn't been funny to me since like Eddie Murphy, Chevy Chase time, like Dan Aykroyd. Like okay. that was when it was funny. A whole twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> I mean, I think. Even S- even I, like, I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. That's like when the, I thought it was funny. The Will Ferrell, yeah, the, the Will Ferrell. Like, I didn't care. Uh, I've, I've always SNL makes me laugh sometimes, but like it doesn't. It's not as memorable as it used to be. Like I remember, there used to be skits that would come out that would be memorable and like legendary, and now it's like. I mean, if I miss an episode, they're up for an Emmy, I think. Well, they're always well, up for no. An they Emmy. won an Emmy for um, mm-hmm. like I guess all their like Alec Baldwin, Trump stuff. So I mean, that's yeah. usually what they're known for now, at least. But, and Michael Che is killing it, though. I think. Yeah. Him and, um, he's a, he's head writer now. Isn't he? Yeah, he's a head writer yeah. now. Yeah, but um, I I I think that's back to that digital content thing. Mm-hmm. You said like skets weren't sketches. Weren't you don't have memorable. to watch it on Saturday night. Yeah, anymore. I just think I just think everything was more of a moment before it was on demand. 
You know I mean, Lonely I mean? Island was funny to me. Other than that, like, I haven't laughed for real in a long time. Mm. I mean, I laughed at Dave Chappelle episode with Dave Chappelle. Right, right, right. Um, really, the runner-up that I really want everybody to consider, because I had plenty more, but uh, Suburbicon. I haven't seen uh, it. Yeah, so I'm not going to say it's bad, but, like, I couldn't find anyone to go with me and then. Yeah, I went, I went solo. You know, because that's how I you roll. do that. Yeah, that's real shit. He ain't tell nobody shit. Yeah, and he doesn't tell anybody. He go, so and he'll, like, t- he'll be like, "Oh, I'm going in 20 minutes if you want to come." Yeah, well, that's how my life is structured. Like, I don't. I no, nothing's worth. To... Well, nothing's worth it. Martin, who'll just tell you he saw it. Yeah, Martin, <laughs> he won't right. even give you the opportunity to now, join Martin's him. Martin's gotten yeah. better though. He'll do the same thing though. He'll be like, "I'm leaving in 45 minutes if y'all want to mm-hmm. roll." No, Martin, legitimately, like the last five movies, Martin's be like, "Oh yeah, I saw that already." Damn, I didn't even know. Like disaster artist. You saw it. I can't even you fucking find didn't it no fucking more. Tell us. Yeah. Well, no, nah, I remember him telling me. No, I think I said. Did I tell you? Or yeah, you no? You, you said you were, you said you were gonna go, and then I was like, oh, he's gonna go. So I guess no, I said I was trying know. to go. And then I just went and saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's crazy. Like, but yeah, yeah. Sub- Suburbicon to me was just a very talk about films where you don't know what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just you go. That's what I liked about this year. A lot of these films, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Or at least I thought I was getting myself into one thing, and it was something completely different. Mother, the same thing, you know. And and Suburbicon was like, I have the surface area just of what I think is happening, and then you get into it, and it's it's that, but it's it's so much more omniscient than like what you originally thought into, into this world and and the problems that happen in this world that you don't think of, and you know. Just considering the time frame in America, and it was just it was so layered, and I and and I feel like it got bad reviews because of the undertone message to it. It was it was a very racial message that I think was completely fell on deaf ears, or it didn't fall on deaf ears. I think it fell on the right or ears of people it just that made just, people uncomfortable. Yeah, it made people very uncomfortable. It made people have to take a look at themselves for real. Well, some reviews I've heard have been like it's too derivative of Coen Brothers movies. Like, did you feel that way? Even though I know it is, it was script. written by the Coen. Yeah, yeah, it's a script written by the Coen Brothers. Yeah, I think it was. De- I I think well, at one point the Coen Brothers were attached to this, so right. I so to to direct it. So I mean, I that was part of what made me want to see it. I said a Coen Brothers script. I feel like you know um, the whole the 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 production situation that like Grant Heslov and and George Clooney have. I pretty much liked everything they put out. You know, I really, really loved um, good, uh, good. What is it? Good, good neighbor. No, no, no. Good night. Good. Uh, good night and good luck. Good night. Good luck. Good night. Good luck. George Clooney. Yeah, I thought that was an amazing film. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, you know, I just know they come with substance. That writing team, that writing producer team, and directing team comes with a lot of substance and, and a reason for them making their films. So I saw it as like, there's no way this could lose. Coen Brothers script, George Clooney and Grant Heslov steering it and then you got Matt Damon in it and Oscar Isaac. I was like, there's no way this shit's gonna lose. And I was hundred percent right. Yeah. Hundred percent right. So I, I suggest y'all to see Suburbicon when it comes on demand at some point. It's a really good film. But those are you know my runner ups. I mean are we including Netflix originals or whatever I fucking yeah, say I want whatever you want. I really enjoyed Mudbound. Did any of you guys watch that? Oh, I I'm like halfway through it. You're halfway I, through it. I didn't really like it. it. You I didn't, didn't like it. it, why didn't you like it? I mean, it's like it feels like a, it feels almost like an all lives matter type of movie where it's like really yeah where it's like okay um black people's lives matter just as much as their oppressors type of thing 
and I just didn't. I mean, I under, I totally understood like why it was that way because of course like that's how black people in the South had to deal. Basically, it's like you always had to protect, like protecting somebody else's kid is protecting your own kid. Like doing for this white family is like doing for your family or something. So bad I stuff. think that I, yeah. I think that what you're saying is that the way that it frames like black survival as being sensitive to to white supremacy, um, like you didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, like but that's that. like real shit. I know it's real, but, but it's like <laughs> it's still but real. for this for this time, it just didn't feel like like maybe if it came out earlier or something like that. But for this time, with like all the police shootings and all the Black Lives Matter and all this like social justice, like it was, it was like yeah, it was just completely different from like everything that's happening in the world today. I think. I think that it really, um, in terms of like the the messaging there. And how people will accept things that they know that are wrong just because, like, yeah. that that to me was on point. Um, and I thought too, like, that it showed like the the spirit of Black culture and that we are caring people. We do care about lives, and even in the face of people that you know treat you like shit and have no regard for your humanity, we still see some human in you and something about you to care about and to be sensitive to that. So they could have let that little girl fucking die. Okay, I'm, I want to finish the film. No, I don't you know. said you're halfway through it. You should have seen that part already. Well, I mean, my half may be a different barometer. <laughs> I don't know how long the movie really is. I'm it's like, long as shit. I'm like well, 20 minutes into it, so maybe that's, not, oh, that's probably that's not. not well, wait a minute. Half. Since when is 20 minutes into a movie listen, ever halfway? Listen, okay, that's Any why I said my barometer. film is at minimum hour and a half. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> my bad I wasn't I'm, I'm a quarter of the way I'm a an eighth of the way through it okay so an eighth of the way through yeah. it what's the actor's name um, that played Jason Mitchell yes so like I'm I'm like really paying attention to him now because he's like showing up everywhere yeah but I'm gonna keep it a hundred he's like Anthony Mackie <laughs> <laughs> N- we need to start making nah, the Anthony, Anthony Mackie award Anthony Mackie has some chops to me you don't like this kid? You don't like Jason Mitchell? It's not that I don't like him. I'm not completely sold. His character variants could use some work. I agree with that. But yeah. like most actors I see, that's the case. Yeah, I'm not completely. I was just having this discussion. I feel the same way about Michael B. Jordan. It's like I'm not sold on his acting ability. I just know that he's a very marketable dude, and I like seeing him on screen. But I'm not sold in terms of his acting ability. Hmm. And I think Black Panther's not – we're not going to – I'm not going to – he, that's he, not going to change your yeah, fucking mind. That's not going to change my mind. He, he has so many supporting actors around uh, him. Fruitvale Station to me is probably his best work. No, Creed. Creed? For sure. Fruitvale Station is what made me question him. See, Creed for him is what Antoine Fisher was for Derek Luke. Like, they both act the same way, like, it, overly aggressive. So, when you have this role where somebody has a chip on their shoulder, that overly aggressive shit works in, the, in, in that character, right? But, like, when. That's the for somebody like Derek Luke, taking him out of a you know biker boy biker boys worked for him. Uh, Antoine Fisher worked for him, boys. but when you take Trash. him when you take him out of chip on shoulder, you didn't like him as Puffy. I'm just I'm no. kidding. I'm, oh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was about to ramble. <laughs> I, I want our listeners to know that uh, Lizzie did a little Puffy impersonation. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had, she I had did a whole Harlem take shake. That, take for that you. Harlem shake. Um, take that, take but that. Jason Mitchell to me, like I, I'm interested in him. I'm not sitting here saying he's the second coming of Denzel. He fucking isn't. Right. But I'm definitely interested in him, and I actually appreciated Mary J. Blige in this movie. Like she oh, did not suck. Yeah, that's what true. did you think, Martin? Because you just leaned into the mic oh, like no, I, I got an I, opinion. I didn't really think she did that much in the movie. 
movie. I mean, I actually do like Jason Mitchell in this one, but I don't think she did enough to earn like maybe a Golden Globe. Like she's no, nominated. For, no, 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 no. We're yeah, not she's talking about that, that at all. Yeah. Right. Is she? Yeah, she's nominated for a Golden oh, Globe for fuck that. No, I didn't even know. Like, yeah. no, I would not give her one. But uh, I wouldn't give her one. But in terms of like what I've seen from people who are musicians who then want to make movies, like that was I. I was like, okay, we did that. Like, you know, you know what it reminds me of, like. Erica Badu inside her house rules. I was like, okay, Erica, I see you. Mm. But it's but it's not like right. Jesus Christ, did you see Erica Badu? Did you see Mary? No, she's yeah. still Mary J. Blige. Yeah, right, right, right. But so I like, believed her. I believed she was a black woman in the South and not, you know, Mary J. Blige from Yonkers. See the whole see, I gotta finish watching Mudbound, but the whole cause he's not bothering me in this one. And he doesn't bother me. Right? Jason like, Mitchell. Yeah, I like him. Like I like I, I, I like the actor that played the father also. I probably like him the best out of everybody oh, in the movie. Who's that? I don't know his name. He's not a big name. He's on like a lot of the Netflix like um, superhero shows, like as a side character. Oh, that's like the only thing. I've not seen Mike Coulter. No, no, it's not okay. Mike Coulter. No. <laughs> All right. So real quick, but Jason Mitchell, because I, I put this in the group chat. He's in the Shy. And oh, I haven't seen that. I yet. really need people to watch the Shy because I would the the pilot episode. Man, I'm so not on train with this. Like. What I thought this show was going to be is totally not what the fuck this show is. And I'm not really feeling it off the pilot. Like, I'm just keeping it 100. I'm not. This is one of those. That's one of those pilots where maybe they should have waited and let us see episode one and two together. And not just episode one and then have so much time in in between. Because it was like an early release pilot, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like the show doesn't even come out until January for real. Mm-hmm. So I got to wait till mid-January to see if this show is actually like, does really? it suck the way I think it does? Uh-huh. Or is it like, am I just tripping because it's just a pilot? But I didn't, I, I'm not feeling, I like not his character. Mitchell. I like his character. But the way his character is playing, this is weird. Like the shy story to me is not really, and I like this Lena, I like Lena Waite so far. Like from what I've seen from her, I'm on board with her. But the shy, man, I don't know, man. Off the pilot, I'm not sold at all. Did so, you listen to Brilliant Idiots? Because, you know, Charlemagne said it's like the best pilot he's seen. He's, like, he yeah. also said Bright was the worst movie <laughs> ever. And Bright didn't suck. Yeah, and Bright didn't suck. Charlemagne, when it, like, when it comes to like well, opinions about thing. black right. folks, I'm, I'll, I'll fuck with him. When it comes to movies, he ain't <laughs> fucking with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay, so the actor we're talking about, his name is um, Rob Morgan. And <laughs> you're absolutely correct. He was in Punisher. He actually was in Stranger Things. Um, he's in yeah, Defenders. Yeah, he was like the deputy or something. He, yeah, oh, that he's guy. T- Turk yeah. Barrett. He's that same character in, um, in Punisher, Defenders, and Luke Cage. Nice. Well, we're, we're in a way different direction, though. But, yeah. Um, so, that you said Mudbound for you, right, Lizzie? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, okay. I, I got to finish watching that because, yeah, I'm on it. I like D Reese. My runner ups. I had uh I had Dunkirk on there. Okay. Um but I don't have a good reason for Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. It it's one of those movies that like you have a master filmmaker, he makes a good movie, it's a good film. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really stand out, but it's a good film. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I was just I watched it and I was like, Oh, that was a cool little film. Mm. You know? Um same thing for I had it tied with uh, The Lost City of Z, which I thought was mm. kind of a surprise little like good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. I, I like Charlie Hunnam. I think Charlie Hunnam gets kind of a bad rep. Why does he get a bad rep? I mean, because uh, he doesn't really do good shit. He's <laughs> Jax Teller. He was huh? Jax Teller. But he was yeah. Jax. He was the same character for like yeah. how many seasons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't watch yeah. uh, Sons of Anarchy. 
but um, his movies. I mean, he did like the King Arthur movie, and that sucked. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of his movie work just kind of sucks. But like, I I see potential in him. But it kind of goes in the same category as Dunkirk. It's like this this year to me was kind of a blah year. So like, those movies are just the movies that I was like, those were pretty good. And like, I think people should watch them. So okay. they were they were both shot very well, very put together very well. So. Yeah, my um, runner-ups are Lady Bird and Colossal. Um, Lady Bird is directed by Greta Gerwig, and Colossal is by Nacho Vigilando. He did um, Time Crimes. Mm. Um, Time Crimes, what's that? It's kind of like it's like this Spanish like time travel movie. Okay. I never saw it, but it's supposed to be like really, really good. Like Time Cop, but now maybe Spanish. I don't know. I think I think it's a more darker type of thing. But, okay. But yeah, Lady Bird. It's Lady Bird is the type of movie that I love or I like more and more that I think about it like after like when I saw it I was like this is good but the more I think about like how it was made and like what she actually did because like one of the best things about the movie is like I know in script writing you're supposed to be able to start stuff in like media rest so like in the middle of a scene and this is literally it feels like a movie that's actually a yearbook that she's just like pacing these scenes together like in, right in the middle of action or right in the middle of a conversation it's all about this like 17 year old girl's like life throughout her senior year of high school trying to go to college but like it's it's just a really dope movie especially like the editing the screenwriting the performances like mm. I, the, it's like the more I think about it the more I really like it I gotta get on that Um, and Colossal it's it's a type of movie I think you were saying before, like how you go into one movie expecting one thing and it's like a completely different movie. I mean, right. Shape of Water is like that too. But yeah, Colossal is supposed to be like a kaiju movie, kind of like Pacific Rim in a sense. But it turns into this whole like... Was that the one where she controls the monster? Yeah. Oh, I, I was wondering. I was like, that sounds familiar. But okay, I wanted to see this. There's a lot of movies that everyone's mentioning that I haven't seen. And I, I'm noticing that a trend amongst us. Right, like I haven't seen some of the movies you mentioned. You haven't seen some of the movies he's mentioned. Right. Like, there's a lot of movies we didn't see. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why it's it's weird that it's, y'all call it a shit year because I'm like, I think there's a lot of great movies we just didn't see. Them, just wasn't you know excited saying? about them. Yeah, that too. Anyway. Sorry. Oh yeah, but those those are my two. Colossal is like really dope, and I think the themes and the themes in Colossal kind of like parallel like the themes in like the first episode of this season of Black Mirror to me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh really? Yeah. Okay. So I think I think it's like a really it's a really dope movie. And it should be required viewing for like a lot of like people in their like thirties. Oh, that's what it's <laughs> to make. Yeah. Yep. That went that went a whole other I ain't wanna spoil it or nothing uh, like okay. that. But yeah, it was it's really, really good. Required viewing for people in their thirties. Well, it's right. required viewing for a certain person, but I don't want to say that certain person because it would spoil like the movie or spoil the enjoyment of the the whole mystery box thing. Like you go into this expecting one thing and get something completely different. Yeah, but it has to be something closer to the source than just thirty people in their thirties. <laughs> like, give us one more. It required viewing for people. Okay, I'll say it's both of these movies are very feminist movies. So I oh, guess you, so you take he's that. Saying, yeah. okay, I need to watch them. No, I don't see you. <laughs> I don't say you need to watch it. But Boy. I'm just saying it's like it, they they are like criticizing the uh, patriarchy in a sense. So they're they're Lady there Bird. We go. Okay. Lady Bird is trying to tell like, okay, there's always these coming of age movies with like dudes and how they feel about girls and how they get through high school and stuff like that. It's like, well, what if I just did that with a woman? Right, like Who, Juno. Right. I guess in a sense. Or American Honey. 
Maybe, but I think <laughs> Lady Bird was my favorite movie last year. I, to mm-hmm. me, it was between Lady Bird and The Big Sick that was going to be my number oh, three. The Big Sick was so good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. But it it's had just, trouble with it though. But go ahead. It's just the editing and like the screenwriting, the performances, and Lady Bird kind of put it over the top for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Big Sick. Yeah, I kept hearing really good things about The Big Sick. I just watched that like week before last because Amazon told me to watch, and you know what it told me not to watch? Huh. It comes at night. Fuck Amazon. <laughs> For I, was real. Like, I was like, oh, I was, I was like, either Corey or Treasy mentioned this, I it, should watch it. Then it, it was like fifty three percent, and I was like, oh nah, I'm, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's cool in like the beginning, in the middle, but in classic Corey Smith vernacular, yeah, third, if it, it falls apart in the third act, like it does some things in the third act that go full art film weird See, shit. The, the third act to me is where it got life. That the third act is what made it like. Made it great to me. It did. It did artistic decisions that I just was like, ah, oh, what the uh, fuck, man. I know exactly why Amazon told you not to watch it though, because they have that new service where people can just walk in your house and deliver packages, and they're trying to. De- <laughs> if you watch that movie, it might deter you from having that service done to you. Or they could have just never picked the shit up to put on Amazon in the first place, if that was a goal. I, okay, so so if it ha- if it follows an algorithm, like I share an Amazon account with two other people who are super black like me, uh-huh. and like my one friend, um, shout out to Allie, um, shout out to Brooklyn T. He <laughs> watches movies about tea. So like uh-huh. I had company the other day, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And it was all these tea movies. I was like, I share this account with Allie. Uh-huh. And then I don't know what my other friend watches on it, but like you know what I find on Amazon, like really shitty B black movies, D black movies, and like Nollywood movies. So of course it's not going to tell me to watch that. I live yeah. for a I live for a shitty Nollywood movie, wow. like just Nigerian people just yeah. talking really loud. It's really good. That's funny. It's amazing. I eat it up. Mm. No, I like it comes at night. That's that's funny. I didn't even know it was on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it now. It's either on Amazon or Netflix, but whatever I pulled it up on, it was like nah, be <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, yo. But the big sick, like I forgot all about that. The big sick was yeah, so that good. was really, that was really really good movie. I hope it gets like some type of recognition. So I think I think like interestingly enough, it reminded me of that documentary that was that was out like a couple of years ago, Meet the Patels. Oh, I never saw that one. So basically, I'm not sure what the ethnic group from um, India was in that one, but in this movie, they're obviously Pakistani. But um, so I see, and I've seen the same criticism with Aziz Ansari and people of South Asian descent, just about how them like centering their attractiveness and whiteness is like a weird thing. And re- rejecting their tradition and how it's like made to seem barbaric. So like, um, I don't know. I I I didn't have a problem with his relationship with someone from a different culture. Like you know that happens. You love who you love, and that's fine. But parts of it made me feel away about like how they characterize his mother as like being heartless because she wanted him to keep a cultural tradition, and like in a, in a way because it was like not super American, it made it wrong. It was really strange. I mean, I didn't really have a problem with it because I knew it's like a true story. Like, mm-hmm. and and of course, like when I went to um, this theater, um, yeah, I forgot what it's called. This theater in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. where like you can't talk. It's a really cool theater or whatever. And they had a Q and A afterwards, and so I got to see like his real wife and whatever. And they talked about how they made the movie. So it's like I couldn't really hate on it because I'm like, oh, this is like the actual relationship. Like they met in Chicago. And this is the big sick? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's based on a true story. Okay, okay. 
I did like the movie. Um, I thought the acting and the writing was brilliant. It definitely kept me interested. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I did not know it was a true story until I got like maybe two thirds of the way into it. Because mm. um, I and I, I probably just wanted to know somebody's name and oh, pulled know, it like, up in IMDb. His name is like Kumail, and he's like playing a character like Kumail mm-hmm. and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and, um, it, I looked at the synopsis and it was just like, I kind of thought, like, okay, but I enjoyed, I really enjoyed Holly Hunter's performance. I thought, yeah. I thought that the way that they related to each other was extremely realistic, probably because it's the true story. Right. Um, but, you know, in terms of like socially, that was, the, that was really my only gripe. But I guess like, if that's how people feel about their family and their traditions, like I, who am I to, to really judge that? But I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like because when things are different from how we experience them, then they're they're made to be like villainized. And I didn't really love that, but that's his experience. Well, I don't know if it was villainized more as like made fun of in a sense. Like he definitely had like a lot of like Pakistani women jokes in a sense, but he he would also have a. Well, I don't want to get too deep into it, but he would also have a scene where she tells him off, like, "Yo, why would you just play me like that? Like, I'm trying just like you are." Right. So yeah. But I also like that they that they showed that the arranged marriage that his brother had was real. Like, it, yeah. it was it was a functional relationship yeah, it and it worked out. So I appreciated that that it didn't just make it like this whimsical, like archaic thing that they continue to do. But I, it definitely reminded me of Meet the Patels, which <laughs> in that story, he ends up with a white girl, too. But like in real life, right after that, he married an Indian girl. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, I was just... I was, <laughs> Meet yeah. The, Meet the Patels is really good. Yeah. Check both of those out. His mother was just like that, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it's me. Yeah. So my last uh, favorite uh, film of the year was uh, Raw. It's on Netflix. It's a French film. Have you guys heard of it? I've no. heard of it. I've heard of it. I've, heard I've it. seen yeah. the trailer. Netflix yeah. also yeah. shows me Nollywood uh, movies. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of caught me off guard, but um, it's pretty much about a girl who's um, she's a, a vegetarian and she goes to veterinarian school, um, and she goes through like this hazing ritual where they kind of like force her to eat meat, and she develops like a liking for meat and stuff, and then it gets like real fucking crazy like all kinds of shit starts going down and i just um really like the perspective of it because i feel like in in foreign films like you just get this i guess this is maybe just a culture difference or whatever like that but you just kind of get a different perspective and i think that's something that that film did really well and it was a female director who uh, directed it as well so Mm. yeah um so yeah i mean that was my Nice, raw. Was that did, did that hit theaters or was that a straight? It, to, is that a Netflix? It was in theaters for a little bit. I saw it. It was uh, playing at the Narrow, and okay. um, yeah. So gotcha, dope, 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 dope. Well, no, nah, man. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, like I said, there is there's a lot of good ones to me, man. Um, but I understand how you know it may not have been as adventurous to. Did it follows come out this year? No, no. I definitely not. About like 2012, okay. <laughs> But you told us about it this year, so I think that no, no, we talked about it. I've been talking we... about that movie for like two yeah. years. Well, I didn't know about it until I didn't watch it until this I year. Loved I, I just watched this year. That's Listen, why we said it, it follows comes from night, 2014. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. You remember? You remember when me and Robbie were talking about it after we did the Hadouken video? You don't remember? I don't remember you guys talking about it then. Oh yeah, definitely 2014. Yeah. If I was the best horror movie in the past 10 years, I'm still going to say that. It's one of the best for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
I don't agree. agree. But yeah, we, I think we had this. <laughs> thank you, Martin. Before. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Y'all lost it, right? <laughs> we lost the argument. Lost the I fucking, think we still have the same opinion. <laughs> fucking haters. Yeah. Um, do we want to get into what movies maybe disappointed us this year? Yes. Okay, go for it. Man, um, Transformers. The last. You're the only I'm one who gives a fuck. You? <laughs> um, <laughs> you are literally the only one who gives a fuck. That disappointed you. So you went um, into it with high expectations. Right. I, I didn't go in with high expectations, but um, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, right. That's my guilty pleasure. Okay. Uh, I enjoy the spectacle that those movies are. They're they're really they're actually really good from the CGI perspective. They, mm-hmm. Those people work very hard to to make that look the way it does. The first couple of them, I was very entertained. I was I because like I liked it as a kid, and so the the eight year old Corey just loves watching Optimus Prime transform and blow shit up. You know right, what I mean? Right. But this last one, like it it wasn't even entertaining to me. Like I didn't even like it. I was like, what the fuck is this? What didn't it have? Because like after the third movie, I felt like it's, they didn't really have story. Anymore. They really ventured the away because Michael Bay used to be very. Uh, try to mix practical and CGI, mm. like really blow stuff up, but then include CGI. And this one was just fucking animated. Was this and, Michael Bay too? Yeah, yeah, he's done all. So of it was them. a cartoon. Oh it's basically watching a cartoon, mm. and this it just got too much. It, it was the some of the stunts and some of the things they were doing. It was just too much. Damn. And I was like, I I'm not sold on this. I I didn't enjoy it. I didn't even think it looked that cool. Like. I've personally found that some of the f- the first three like had some really cool, you know, if you're you know if you just watch it from a perspective of a child mm-hmm. and you just want to watch cool shit blow up like and it it just it didn't have it for me. I, mm-hmm. I was really disappointed. Was Tyrese in this one? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. And I don't care. No, Gerard Carmichael Probably was. Not. I think they switched him out for Gerard Carmichael. Um, and then Gerard I, Carmichael was in this one. I think yeah, so. Why? <laughs> Why not? He's in, he's in disaster artist for a second too. Nice. So yeah, I mean, even in the first couple ones, you know, they did a really good job at mixing the elements. And and this, like, I, I I'm with Lizzie. I was watching an animated movie at this point, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't entertaining to me. It wasn't even interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Um, I think this movie came out this year. A uh, slight. It's. It definitely did. Oh. No. I, I finally I could not finish it, but I finally started to it like that watch bad? slight. It was just kind of mediocre, like you, uh-huh. like especially since like they were billing as like the same studio that brought you Get Out, and yeah. then you watch this, and it's just kind of like a one of the mill like mediocre like type of chronicle superhero mm-hmm. movie type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very low budget at the same time. It was not nearly it, as good it as Marvel. It wasn't, yeah. So it's a Blumhouse. It's a Blumhouse. I think it's Blumhouse. So yeah. did they say from the same people that brought you Get Out yeah. and uh, that shitty uh, M Night movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, no. the one about the grandparents. No, didn't say the that oh, I thought you were talking about Split for nah, a second. Split didn't, no, no, split split didn't, suck. Split didn't all the way The, end, the end, end of yeah. Split was bad. Yeah, 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 but from the from the, if it because if it said from the producers that bought you the Village, I think or the the visit, I think that's like a telltale sign of a shitty film. Um, slight opinion. though, it wasn't. It, I feel like Slight was like definitely like slight sleight of hand because I it wasn't what I expected. I expected it to be a completely different story than what it was. And I was like, oh, this is another hood kid with an unbelievable fucking villain drug dealer that's yeah. chasing him. And he was so over the top. I, and, okay, this irks me. Mm-hmm. Black people we and, and, and brown people in our authenticity of who we are and culturally, 
we talk a certain way in certain settings and we code switch. And I can always tell when some dialogue was written for a black person by somebody who was not fucking black. Mm. And I'm like, he's the hardest nigga out here and this is how he talks. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. I was or, just like, mm. Or like he has this hood party and like these are the people that show up. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> Which is a thing I think Bright did really well. Hmm. Okay. Bright, Bright, Bright's dialogue for people in, in like situationally like was extremely like on, on point as far as like I'm believable and I'm like okay this is how people who live in these situations would actually behave Right. whereas this is like okay mm. okay interesting I think for me um, the uh, both Adam Sandler movies that came out on Netflix this year just what? Are you what? watching Adam Sandler still? wow I thought I dropped the bar <laughs> hey, no. I dropped the bar I'm saying, but from Netflix like I thought uh, the Cobbler and and uh, Ridiculous Six. I thought they were no. I re- I really liked the Cobbler. Yeah, I thought they were funny, but like the two ones they came, Andy Waxler and um, the Mayerowitz stories, because that one had Ben Stiller. Mayerowitz stories. Yeah, actually, I I like that one. It reminded me of like um, can I think what is what the it, it reminded me of um. Wes Anderson movie, kind of. Uh, oh, like Life Aquatic, or it reminded me more of like um, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just thought it was gonna be a lot funnier having both those guys in there, and I was just like, mm, yeah. "That's the two curly-headed right. Jewish guys let me down." Yeah. Right, man. Okay, I don't know how I can top that disappointment. I, I think for me and, um, and Dustin Hoffman was in that too, right? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to like it more than I liked it too, but yeah. it reminded me of that. And it was really long too, so I'm like, Super man, fucking man, long. like wrap this shit up. I think uh, life, <laughs> that movie Life for me was the that biggest was, That was on my list. Oh yeah, yeah that was so, I totally disappointing. forgot about that shit. Yeah, that Ooh, was, yeah, because you, you erased it out your mind. <laughs> that right? movie. We were all excited <laughs> to go so, see yeah. it and it was like... And you just—it's alien. What, what were we Yay. gonna do a podcast yeah. on it? And we just said fuck it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that happened. what happened. That we went to the movie happened. theater and we were like, oh, we're gonna do like we did with Get Out and like podcast about this right after. Yeah. We kind of walked out of the theater and looked at each other like, so Man. fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's not that it sucked. Oh, it so- sucked. It did, but it okay. It's not that it sucked. It was that I've seen this before. That's more yeah. of what it was. It wasn't because if yeah. I, I guess if I had never seen. Um, if I had never seen Alien, basically, I right. I would not have felt that way at all. If I'd never seen Alien, I would have been like, oh, okay, this is neat. I'm surprised you thought that because you, you hate Ryan Reynolds before you even see Ryan Reynolds in a movie. So. Oh, sort of. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, you know, he dies like super early. Very early, which is, you know, I wasn't mad about that. <laughs> well, but, they show it in the trailer. Like they, they show it in the fucking trailer. Yeah. They don't like, show him dying. Yes. Well, they show where it's like, you're not coming back Shit from that. Shit gets weird. Yeah, when the thing's going in his eye and his raw, like yeah. it's like you're they gonna... fucking telegraph the ending too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was there was a there was a lot of just it reminded me of gravity and it was like gravity and alien mm, at Sandra the same Bullock. time. It was yeah. Weird. yeah, well, the ending is like yeah. I, I get I get we I get why you say gravity. Yeah, it was it, it just wasn't it just wasn't a fun experience. It was like I like you said the whole movie was telegraphed. I spent money to go watch it. it I think that adds to the fuel. You know, when you actually you're excited about something, you come out your pocket, you pay, you double down. You know what I'm saying? And you and you and you're invested in it, and then it's shitty. And I think that 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 you know, it probably wouldn't have been, it probably wouldn't have made the list if I saw it at home. You know what I mean? Speaking of Alien, uh, Alien Covenant was pretty bad. True, but I wasn't, fresh. but I wasn't disappointed because I I I knew that was gonna suck. Let right? me tell you I, something. I was like, man, this movie's gonna. This stink. is what made me mad. 
because they fucking said it wasn't a Prometheus sequel and it was a fucking Prometheus sequel. Well, they yeah. said Prometheus wasn't an alien sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lied to us yeah, again Scott and again. Really, Scott should be lying, yo. They thought it would be cute to, like, lie about it. And it's like, yeah. no, I'm like, no. oh, look, first scene, there's fucking Waylon. Well, you, you yeah, know, yeah. I, that's and funny because I was just having this conversation with my wife the day before yesterday. She watched Prometheus, I think maybe for the first time. And um, and she said, "Yeah, I just I, I didn't realize it was an aliens prequel. None of us did. Yeah, and I was like, well, it, you know, they they said it wasn't. And she was like, well, why would they do that? And I was at first I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's some bullshit. I don't know why they did it. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, if they would have said it was an aliens prequel, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have watched it because I didn't really. Oh, I wouldn't have said that. I actually like Prometheus. I, I yeah, I, I like Prometheus. A lot. But I, I like the Alien Covenant the, could suck a dick. No, I liked right. Prometheus until it be like it was obvious that it was an Alien prequel, and I was like, "Fuck this!" There's just parts of Alien that just make no sense. Like there's so many little and little life life moments. is also a bite of fucking yeah. Prometheus. Oh yeah, for a hundred percent for sure. <laughs> I think that's what disappointed me too. Is that I, I'm thinking this cannot be another Alien Prometheus. Sort of movie, yeah. like they're gonna add something different to the genre. Yeah, we thought that and too. We were like, "Oh, nothing. this is gonna have so many existential themes, and we're gonna watch nothing. this movie about God." And I was like, "No, nothing. none of that." Uh, so it's that, just I don't even a know creature how you movie. Got that. Yeah, it was a creature. Well, movie. because we, it's like it, it can't be this obvious. This, this, we can't be walking into another alien film like this. Can't mm-hmm. be. You know what I'm saying? It's just you. It's not. Nobody's dumb enough to do this, and yet and still they were dumb enough to do it. Another bad film was The Mummy. That was pretty bad. Um, I wasn't disappointed because I didn't expect it to be decent, but it was pretty bad. Mm. So, so yeah. I'm just gonna say it. What? Fucking Justice League. Oh, I never, I I never saw it. Fell asleep. Uh, it, it didn't Damn. look good. Oh, it was bad. Martin just leaned in. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. For me, I expected it to be so terrible that when I actually saw it, it was like better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Wonder Woman gave me hope because Wonder Woman I enjoyed. Yeah, but it's directed by Patty Jenkins. This was still directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. I Wonder Woman I enjoyed. So I was like, maybe, just maybe, Justice League isn't going to suck. Mm, DC's a fucking... Train wreck. <laughs> DC's a train wreck. Like, I they, can see Disney buying DC though. They just burn it to the ground. Yeah. They should just burn it to the ground and do another Batman movie <laughs> and like go from there. But I, I'm like, I'm disappointed that we didn't get the full exposition of a cyborg movie. I would have appreciated that. Um, and then like, I enjoy, I enjoyed like the comic relief of the Flash, but I really liked that actor. So I would have liked to have seen him get his own situation too. Yeah, I, I want both of them to get there. I don't think Cyborg. I think I don't Cyborg think Cyborg's would be interesting like, enough, yeah. and the actor the actor is terrible. Yeah, it's not. Shout out to the worst disguise ever. He has a hoodie on. <laughs> All DC characters think that, that they're tricking us. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're a cyborg with a H and M hoodie. Like, <laughs> not even a good one. Yeah, that's Same, funny. You ever see the Arrow? He do that uh, shit too. He put on oh, a green yeah, hoodie. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't see his face. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And, that's, and the, that's a rabbit the hole. The villain was terrible too. Like, yeah, the I just, villain was. It was just a bad, really bad, 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 bad. I, I mean, I don't know. Do I, do I want to see Aquaman either? Like, I don't know. I, but I, like I said, I like the kid, um, that that plays Flash. I can't think of his name. Ezra in, Miller, I believe. His I name mean, is. I, I saw him first in Fantastic Beasts. Um, which he's supposed to be in the next one too, but we'll see. Um, Pru- he played Prudence and Fantastic Beast, and he didn't talk very much in that movie, but it was really good. He's a wow. really good actor, and he was in another movie with. Um, I cannot think of her name. I can see her face. The chick that's in Doctor Strange. 
Now that's a forgettable Marvel movie. Very forgettable. What yeah. she? What is her name? She's really skinny. She has big ears. She's bald in that one. What's her name? Oh, oh, Tilda, 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 Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a movie. He's in a movie with Tilda Swinton and I also can't think the funny looking guy from Boogie Nights. Which with, one? The the with the big nose, white guy with the curly hair and the big nose. What's his name? I I know I know names, but I can't think of his. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. it, it the, he plays their son in that movie. His movie's called like We Need to Talk About Kevin. He's like, oh yeah, that's a that, really, that's really good crazy movie. movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Really good. I, I like that actor. Give him give him his own Flash movie. Yeah. I like that he can be funny. He can be he can do drama. Like he can do anything. Right. To me, I think with the DC movies is I think Wonder Woman did so well because like you surrounded her with all these great actors and had like a great story to go along. It was with a it. really good story. But I don't think Gal Gadot is like the best actor in the world. No. And I, and I definitely don't think Jason Momoa is. So I think the key to that is just surround him with a good story and like some really great actors and do it from there. Mm. Dope. Uh, is there anything we're looking forward to and see in 2018? Black Panther. Besides Black Panther, that's obvious. We did a we did a podcast on the trailer, so I think that's obvious. Um, what's coming out? I'm interested in Ready Player One. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, so that's a book, huh? Yeah, it's a book. My friend said that the book was really good, so now yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm excited about Ready Player One because yeah. it it looked a I lot like, like Wreck It Ralph. I like when Spielberg <laughs> does big epic special effects. Spielberg, like he usually does some cool stuff, and I like the actor, the main character from Ready Player One. I think he's going to be some. Teller. Yeah, I think no, it's no, not Miles Teller. Oh, it's not Miles. I see why you'd say that though. Oh, he I looks. That was Miles yeah, Teller. it's not Miles uh, Teller. They look alike though. But I think he's gonna be somebody. The guy from yeah. uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, Lena Waithe is in it too. I think that's dope. I'm interested in the Solo movie. The Han Solo. The Han oh, Solo that's movie. Oh, yeah. Train wreck. That's kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean Lucasfilm's. Yeah. You don't think that, that Ron people. Howard could save it? I mean, I think it'll be like an Ant Man situation where it's like, it's not <laughs> Jesse's <with>, giggling. <laughs> oh, oh, you like Ant Man? No. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's forgettable. Like, it's not yeah. nearly as good as it could have been if it was with Ed, Edgar Wright. I think that's gonna be like what it is. So is De- is is Deadpool coming out this year too? Yeah, yeah Deadpool. The yeah. girl in it that you love. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy, Zazzy Beats. Beats. Oh yeah. Oh, have you been watching Easy? Did you watch Easy? Uh uh-uh. On Netflix. Uh-uh. I don't I've know if you like it. it, but I really enjoyed it. She's in that. Mm, okay. Oh, she has She's a movie. in that, and the chick from um, Dope is in it too. Oh, okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of her name. Yeah, I know you're talking the, about the low budget. <laughs> I call her a low budget Tessa Thompson, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> that yeah that's chick. funny. Uh, yeah, she has a movie coming out next year with um, Chance the Rapper, I think, huh. called Slice. Zazzy Beats does, or yeah, the other girl? Zazzy Beats. Yeah, okay. Nice. I'm looking forward to seeing the new Mutants. Does that come out next year? I think it does. The X-Men oh, New Mutants. I forgot about that. Movie. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a full trailer, so I think it yeah. it comes out next year. You know the guy who directed that is from Virginia Beach. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Josh something. Green? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I, I can look it up. But yeah, he, I was I was just researching it randomly because I watched Logan, which was actually on my list of like favorite movies I this year. I tried to watch Logan twice and I fell asleep. Oh, Logan's twice. A, Logan is by far my favorite X-Men I gotta film watch so it far. Again. Really? Yeah, by far. I didn't By love far. it, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah, it was it was just you know I like I like I like I just like what they're doing with X Men. I like the Josh new... Boone. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's from Virginia. Have Alex he Frog of our stars. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. So then he yeah, did that he... movie with um, Amanda Stenberg too. Then yes. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I'm not too familiar with his whole thing. His whole uh, filmography. 
But yeah, he's from Virginia Beach. So I'm definitely going to support. Young dude too, man. 38 years old. Well, you know, dude, it's going to be young. it's going to be interesting cuz you know, he I think he set it up to be a trilogy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Disney just bought Fox, and I don't know if they're still going to stick with that whole that type of film. Right. Damn. Are you looking forward to Sicario 2? All right, so let's talk about it, man. Fuck it. Let's get into it. Yo. Del Toro's Revenge. Yo. Right. <laughs> Listen, man. Sicar- as, as great as a movie as Sicario was, the fact that it's having a sequel to me lets me know it's not going to be any good. I'm not mad at them doing a sequel. I'm mad at the what I saw in the trailer. No, I'm mad at them doing a fucking sequel. Mm-hmm. Everything that made the first movie good and sacred, yeah. there is no way to bottle that up and repeat it. Yeah, there really is no reason to have a sequel. No reason film. to have yeah. a fucking sequel yeah. to this film. As much as I want to, as much as I love the first Sicario, there is, and I, I there's just no reason. There's no yeah. fucking reason, man. Like, like the whole thing was the mystique about Benicio's character. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and you know the intelligence of this operation and and. How you know we were talking? Was it me and you talking? I think no, we, yeah, I, we were both. I had a conversation with with Martin and a conversation with you just uh, just about how subtle the film is. Mm-hmm. Everything is so subtle about it, but everything is so upfront. You know, there wasn't a lot of like misdirection. Like the dude, like Mac, told her exactly what the fuck was happening, exactly what the fuck you know they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she chose not to listen. It, it, it was over her pay grade, you know. And I just like the honesty and, and the true coldness. Again, that just goes back to that coldness. Like, yeah, we're, you know, you want to know what we're about to do? Yeah, we're about to take down the guys that are really responsible. You know, that, that yeah. that's a direct truth, you know. It's the kind of film, too, that, like, it, like I get it. In the real world, those characters would obviously go on to do other adventures. Right. But, like... I like the idea of just being this one moment in the drug war. Exactly. Like I think, and I think that's what the movie was about. It was about like this is the little things. This is one moment in the drug war. Right. It's a drop in the bucket. Right. So it's like I, I almost would have rather seen Sicario Two is like not those characters. Yeah. Maybe different characters. Like a different world. Yeah, different characters. But I mean, I. And then you see, you know, you see Del Toro again, and he's obviously become a mass murderer. Yeah, and, like, and, I mean, and he has like more dialogue. It yeah, seems like, yeah. and that's what I don't like either. Yeah. It's like you take this guy that's mysterious that has this crazy backstory as to why he's even doing this shit, and then you give him a bunch of fucking dialogue. Like, no, this dude is a killer, bro. Like, he ain't trying to talk to nobody. Yeah, yeah. him doing what he did is not going to bring his. It ain't going to right the wrong. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He don't. He. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing? Who? And then Taylor Sheridan wrote this too. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Because I mean, like, when I saw oh him be like, "Adios," and he did the little shit with yeah. his finger. Like, I'm like, oh. he didn't do any of that shit in the first movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He got one liners like fucking Sylvester Stallone now. <laughs> this shit is really. I'm very stressed out about this film, man, because it, it shouldn't be made. You know what I mean? It really shouldn't be fucking made. Because even in the original. Uh, in the first one, I mean, it, you know, when we get to the ending, which we ruined for you, like, it wasn't prolific. He didn't do an adios. He ain't do none mm. of that. He he hit him with the the triple tap and said, finish your meal. Finish like, your meal, dog. Like, you know, and, and that moment was just like, you know, oh, man. I, I'm so fucking mad about this sequel. Well, like, I think Jesse might like it because there's no Emily Blunt. 
Oh yeah. yeah, I might tune in. You don't like Emily Blunt? I like. Emily he didn't Blunt. like her character. She's man. flat. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's that was the point. That was the point. But he doesn't. He hasn't. He he's not invested into the experience yet. So no matter what you say about it, it's just not gonna. I've tried. It's just, he just didn't like the bitch, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Man. And 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 it just ruined everything for him. So I agree. You might like this one because there's more action. It looks mm-hmm. like so it's probably not going to be as slow. As what 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 you didn't like about it, and it seems like Emily Blunt, which uh, kudos to her for not coming back, because she's obvious. Her and Denny might be the two smartest motherfuckers. I think this movie's but, gonna flop. But based on the ending of the film, like she really doesn't need to come back. Like nobody needs to come back. Yeah, I know. I mean, but she, he, I mean, she was she was not cut out yeah. for the work. You know, I mean, that's the thing. When you, if you ever watch the movie, she represents the naiveness of the world, right? And that's what her character is. It's the flat naiveness to the to the drug war. Right. You know, so, you remember that scene, Martin, when we pulled it up and he was showing oh, yeah, them on the, the map. Phone. Oh yeah. my God! That the, the the that movie is a masterclass in subtleness. And I just for the for the simple fact that Denny is not showing up, I know the movie's gonna suck because it they're they're not just you just can't recreate. Well, maybe it, so. it will surprise us like Bright. No, you know, Bright surprised I think all of us because I was the biggest hater of Bright, and it turned out to be Bright was all right. Turned to be out decent. decent Bright was all right. I know, like I, I care about these characters. I want to see what's going on, but I gotta be real. Mm. Bright is a complete ripoff of Alien Nation. It's oh yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't like the you know. What was it? Fairy matter. Fairy lives don't matter. Yeah, I was like, yeah. there's a few lines. Uh, like, I mean, but but I yeah. I don't think I did not think Bright was a very good film. I just didn't think it was a very bad film. So that's I my, liked I, it. I, I mean, just but put you don't it in like that little, fantasy. So you're I not, do like fantasy. You okay. said that the other day, and I was like, why yeah. did you say why that? Would he, why would you say it about? He's the one who doesn't like fantasy, but you liked it. I enjoyed Bright. I liked Bright. I enjoyed. I was entertained. I will never watch it again. I it was it was what it was. I pre I did I knew it wasn't gonna suck when Newman Rapace was in it, but <laughs> but she, I she made that what happened the seven movie and that wasn't that very good. I like no what happened to Monday Monday I like what happened I liked yeah. it too. Um, but I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. You hate I, everything. You I don't. I just hater. said I didn't. Oh, hate it. <laughs> a year later, now are we coming around to no, this? No, I no because I didn't preface that with black shit. Like you just did, but wow! Thank you guys, really great. <laughs> Appreciate that way to close out an episode. <laughs> no, no, I I enjoyed Bright. I I I like. I think that it's very interesting in the same way that like a Logan would ground fantasy in reality, um, and they did that in a way that was authentic to the culture of the area where they grounded it. So I really like that, and I did. I'd care about this universe. I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I I do want to know what's happening next. I'll watch the sequel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will watch it. It I'll, is better than After Earth. It's better than Focus. It's better than uh, other. Uh, Will Smith's got Focus. other. The Will's, one with him and. Well, he's um, a grifter. Oh, like my. The, Listen, the, he, the heist movie that turns into a romantic comedy. Let's, him and not, Margot let's Roby. not do it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, Tanya. If you guys haven't seen I, Tanya, I'm going to tell you what. When I saw the trailer and it said this is the Goodfellas of ice skating films, that is the perfect way to describe. Yeah. Oh, it's about Tanya Harding. It's about Tanya Harding. Oh, I will and, watch that. And Margot, Margot, Margot Robbie, 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 playing, Robbie, whatever. Robbie. Is, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not strong on that one. Yeah, okay. And she, yeah, she plays Tanya Harding. Very fucking 
it's a phenomenal film. And it's one that'll keep you engaged from the beginning to the end. Okay, I'm, yeah. in, I'm with it. I Tanya's really good. Yeah, that studio I think is next up. It's called uh, Neon. They dropped, uh, well, one of my favorite movies, Colossal, like I said. Um, they dropped Ingrid Goes West and they mm. dropped I Tanya all in the same year. Well, they I think they just year. started this year, yeah. Side note, I'm going to tell you who ha- who's had a great year this year that was very low-key, Idris Elba. Idris Elba did four films this year, and we didn't even realize he it. He did the one with Kate Winslet. Yep, that which was good. The I Mountain didn't Between watch Us, it, I liked it. But he I will. did. He wasn't he in Thor Ragnarok. He was. Yeah, he was. Okay, I he mean, was, I wouldn't really like. That's not really a plus to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, but he was in it though. Yeah. He was also in uh, what's the, the Dark, Dark Tower? Tower. Yeah, he was in Dark Tower. I haven't I heard watched that. Was that was bad. Yeah, but he was in it, and he got, he got a check, check for it. Right. He got a big check for and that. Then, and then he was in one more film. And then on top of that, he shot, like, didn't they shoot season five of Luther? Of Luther? I, I'm not sure he's they're in, doing a, uh, a season or are they doing a movie, but yeah. he's in Luther Molly. is the shit. He's in Molly's Game, too, I think. That's Aaron Sorkin's, like, first directorial debut. Oh, okay. Yep, Molly's Game. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yo, Idris low-key had, like, a popping-ass year. On the low, and it was very low. It was very low. So he's think, he's out here getting his money. I think low key he's in like this. I don't know if it's Showtime or Cinemax, but it's like this show about like Black Panthers in London or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to know, know more about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot the name of it, but yeah. I so, think so what would y'all consider him? Is he an A list or a B list celebrity? He's a B list celebrity. Who? Yeah. Uh, just, he's definitely A-list in the black community. In the black community. Like, I actually consider him an A-list like celebrity. You would? You consider him an A-list? Yeah, like he, he does some big shit. Yeah. So, so by my own, like how I qualify that, can he carry a movie? I think yes, but I think he can't carry a movie with black people. I don't know about... Yo, in, in the mainstream, man, he did. Yo, I'm t- that, that. I mean, fucking, but he's in Dark Tower. They believe in so. Yeah, and the Mountain Between Us was no slouch film, dog. It was a really, and I think him. I think he carried it just as much as Kate carried it. Like mm-hmm. they, like they carried it together. It was is literally about them too. You know what well, I'm saying? I watched so, it. You said it was good. I enjoyed it so much, man. It was, it was. I mean, it's exactly what you think it is, but you get. It's one of those movies where you get invested into the adventure. You get invested into the story of these two people in the middle of nowhere. You know, and 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 the nuance that comes in between two people that absolutely know nothing about each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they're here together in this moment, depending on each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just really dope. It's just a, it's it, it, it's a good. You know, it's it it's not going to go on my top films of this year list. But mm-hmm. if it came on again, I would I would watch it. Like if I, you know, yeah. I mean, I watched it with my wife, but had she not watched it, I, you know, I'd watch it with her and act like I didn't. It just is interesting because. <laughs> You know, I just ran through his list of films, and like by looking at those films, I wouldn't say A list, but I feel like he's an A list actor. Yeah, it's just a weird space. I like well, I just a lot, actually. Contrary to your, I don't think he probably beliefs about okay, me. I don't good. think he does what he wants to do, though. Like I think he yeah. wants to do like the best films by your qualification. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think it's you know pretty strong. It was good hearing what you guys had for. 2017, I think 2018 holds a lot of things in store for movies and TV shows and all that good shit. So um, I think we're just going to, you know, call it an end here. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, staying with us and uh, listening to this episode. And uh, we would really, really like to hear what you guys are excited about coming into 2018. So don't forget to hit us up on our Instagram and our Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics. And on Twitter at Kinda Movie Crits, C R I T S. And uh, Kinda is K I N D A. So um, 
and you know make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not if you haven't already on uh google not well yeah google play but uh itunes or anywhere that you get podcasts so um anyway guys they call us uh we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not we uh we're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies this has been an on-ear network production